الحمد لله الحمد لله وحده والصلاة والسلام على من لا نبي المجيد والفرقان الحميد بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم سبحان الذي أسرى بعبده ليلا من المسجد الحرام إلى المسجد الأقصى الذي باركنا حوله لنريه من آياتنا إنه هو السميع البصير صدق الله العظيم وقال عمر بن الخطاب رضي الله تعالى عنه سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول لا سهم في الإسلام لمن لا صلاة له أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام الحمد لله مدير رسبتي برادز دالدز it is indeed the نعمة of الله سبحانه وتعالى that Allah سبحانه وتعالى has made us from amongst the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made us from amongst the followers of the best of all the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we all know and we all recognize and we all realize that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the best of all the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is why we recite the durood as well very often that Mawlaya salli wa sallim daiman abada ala habibika khayri al-khalqi kullihimin that oh Allah send your salutations upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam daiman abada forever and ever ala habibika khayri al-khalqi kullihimin upon your beloved the best of all the creations what does this entail when we say that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the best of all creations if you take the entire creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in its largest concept, then you understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created the creation of two types. One that is living, and that what we call dead. There is nothing that, in reality there is nothing that is dead. وَإِمْ Even the rocks that we assume to be dead, even those things are living, they say, say the praises of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they make tasbih. It's just that we as human beings cannot hear it. But for our understanding, those things that have life and those things that don't have life. And from the true Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted superiority of, from the, of that which has life over that which does not have life. Then if you take that which has life, that is also divided into two categories. What in Arabic is known as hayawan natiq and hayawan ghair natiq. That animal which can speak referring to human beings and that which cannot speak referring to what we call animals. And from those two Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لَقَدَ خَلَقَنَا الْإِنسَانَ فِي أَحْسَنِ تَقْوِيمًا That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created insan in the best of form. So from these two Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted superiority of insan over the animals. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted superiority of human beings over the non-human beings. Then from the human beings also there are two categories. Those that have iman and those that do not have iman. And from those two Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted superiority of those who have iman over those who do not have iman. In fact those who do not have iman they drop one category lower. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says not one category lower but two categories lower. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says أُولَٰئِكَ كَالْأَنْعَامِ بَلْ هُمْ Not only are they degraded to the category of, the, of, of animals but they are even more astray than animals. Thereafter, those who have Iman as well, 
subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted superiority of some over the others. That from those who have iman, who are superior to the, those who are not sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum. And then you have the anbiya alayhi salatu wa salam, who are granted superiority, granted favor over the non-anbiya alayhi salatu wa salam. And then from the anbiya alayhi salatu wa salam, right at the top of the table of the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you will find that there is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Ana khayr wul bi adam wala fakhar. That without pride, I say this, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, that I say this without pride, that I am the best of the son of Adam alayhi salatu wa sallam, and the best of all the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So how fortunate we are, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made us from amongst the followers of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And daily we have to remind ourselves. In fact, there are people who regard themselves to be Muslims. Yet they are trying to change, trying to change the maqam of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa at times. To say that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa was not superior to other anbiya alayhi wa This is our belief that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa is the most superior of all creation. Imamul anbiya. But for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa with this superiority, with this high virtue, came high difficulty as well. Whatever virtue Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa had, whatever duplication in virtue was there for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa likewise was the difficulty, the difficulty of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa was duplicated as well. Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, once she's complaining, wa that my head is paining, she was going through a severe headache. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tells her, Bal ana wa That you think you have a headache, a headache. I, I get that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tests me with a headache which is equivalent to the headache of four ordinary men. <coughs> In a hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, لَقَدْ أُذِيتُ فِي اللَّهِ وَمَا يُذَاحَدْ Such difficulty for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that no other human being, no other nabi goes through that difficulty that I went through. The efforts of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as well was duplicated to that point that even the difficulty that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went through for the sake of, of deen, for the sake of his efforts, that was duplicated as well. <coughs> so when Rabbi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam speaks about one of the most difficult times in his life, that going through the difficulty for the sake of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, especially in the period of Makkah Mukarramah, where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam at times was alone giving da'wah towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Thereafter Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him the support that was Khadija radiallahu ta'ala anha, and support in the form of his uncle, Abu Talib. So when Khadija radiallahu ta'ala anha and Abu Talib both passed away within a few months of each other. <coughs> Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa lost the two pillars of support, two pillars of strength. That was Khadija radiallahu ta'ala anha and Abu Talib. So again, the difficulty and hardship that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa would go through at that time will not be comparable to the difficulty and hardship that you and I will go through. When we lose a, 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 a loved one or someone close to us, many of us will be able to relate the loss of a loved one. 
But we will never be able to relate the grief that Rasulullah went through at the time when he lost two close family members who were pillars of support at that time. And at that time the kuffar began to mock Rasulullah and it was at this time that Rasulullah needed something from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that would be a means of consolation for him. And it is at this time that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam physically in body on a journey which was unparalleled, not before it, not after it. Will any journey be able to match up to the journey that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on? It was during this journey that the maqam, the status of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was cemented. For anyone who has any doubts with regards to the maqam of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam firstly is taken on a transportation which was exclusively used for the those who are extremely close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he is taken to the land of all the, most of the other anbiya alayhi wa salatu wa salam. In the land of Masjid al-Aqsa, Palestine, and in the land of Masjid, in the land of the Anbiya والسلام, those who have knowledge of the fiqhi rules, that if salah is not said in a masjid, then the, the, the fiqhi term used is sahibul bayt ahqabul imama. That a person who, in the absence of a king or absence of a ruler of, of the ummah, then the person whose house you are in, that is the person who is supposed to be performing the salah. So going according to the fiqhi rules, one of the Anbiya alayhi salatu wassalam who are resident at Masjid al-Aqsa, they should have led the salah. But to show that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was Imam al-Anbiya, in their home Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks him to perform the salah. Showing the fazilat again of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Thereafter Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam or commands Jibreel alayhi salatu wa sallam to bring Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam into the heavens. A lengthy incident, the details of which cannot be encapsulated in the occasion of Jumu'ah. But nevertheless, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa sallam in the first, second, third, fourth, fifth heavens Thereafter, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then proceeds to what is known as Sidratul Muntaha, the low tree, the furthest point that any creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could go. Again, showing the physical superiority of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that he was accompanied by Jibreel Amin, who in the Quran Kareem is known as the Quwa. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refers to Jibreel Amin as the Quwa, a person with extreme power. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had blessed him with such power. He had 600 wings. It once told Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that if I have to spread one wing, I will cover the entire in. will cover the entire rest. And there's still 598 wings to play with. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded him to destroy the people of Lut alayhi salatu wa salam, According to one narration, he used not one wing, but he used the tip of one wing. 
to lift them up and bring them down and rain rocks upon them to the point that such damage was caused that nothing can even survive from that time till now nothing is able to survive there that area is known as the Dead Sea what, what force he brought them backward that they are now the lowest point below sea level and nothing can grow there, nothing can survive there no fish can survive in that water such power Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given him but when they reached the Sidratul Muntaha showing the physical superiority the physical the physical fazilat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam like the poet beautifully encapsulates this moment in Urdu what does he say? Sidratul Muntaha par jopoche nabi sar juka kar ke jibri lekehne lage just to understand the Urdu language uh, the humility which Jibreel Amin displayed at that point he lowered his head when they reached the low sea when they reached Sidratul Muntaha and what does he tell Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam isse aage jo jaye gajal jayega that any person has to go past this point now they will be burnt to smithereens not Jibreel Amin not any other Nabi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not any other creation not any jinn only Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa had the physical capability of going past this point. Again, this shows this, uh, the fadilat, the closeness of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. At this point, he surpassed many anbiya alayhi wa wasalam in their own speciality. The speciality of Musa alayhi salatu wasalam was he was known as Kalimullah. That he could speak to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala directly. But when Musa alayhi salatu wasalam spoke to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, every time Allah, Musa alayhi salatu wasalam spoke to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Musa alayhi salatu wasalam was on the earth, his feet were on the ground. And when he came to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells him, فَخْلَعْنَ عَلَيْكِ إِنَّكَ بِالْوَادِ الْمُقَدَّسِ تُوَى Then now you're in the sacred valley of Tuwa, remove your sandals and, uh, and enter. When Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam goes into the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tell him udnu minni udnu minni come closer thumma dana fatadalla fatala qawda qawseini o adana going closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then a conversation takes place directly with huddle conveyance directly with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Again, Basharat to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, going through the grief that us will be able to bear. This is a, a journey of consolation, of, of, of consolation to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And one consolation to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam asked that Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam is known as Khalilullah. Isa alayhi salatu wasalam is known as Ruhullah. Musa alayhi salatu wasalam is known as Kalimullah. What do I have? What connection do I have with you, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? At this point, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells him that you will be known as Habibullah, the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And again, I mention that this is an event of consolation to make Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam happy to remove, remove such a grief from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam so naturally what comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will be something that will bring extreme consolation and ease to the heart of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam 
So what gift does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam at this juncture, at this point? Is the gift of 50 salah. The gift of 50 salah. Again, a lengthy incident where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam comes down and he meets Musa alayhi salatu wassalam. And Musa alayhi salatu wassalam converses with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and explains to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that your ummah will not be able to manage 50 salah. And the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam continuously goes back and forth between Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Musa alayhi salatu wassalam asking for the number to be reduced until when Musa alayhi salatu wassalam tells him that even five, your ummah will not be able to manage. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam replies that I cannot ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for any further reduction as a result of which, alhamdulillah, we are blessed with the farziyat with the compulsory five times salah every day. But to understand, my dear brothers, this five times salah that was given to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and that was given to this ummah was not a burden like most of us take it to be. But it was a means of consolation and by Allah, if we have to read our five times salah with jamaat, as desired by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The difficulty and hardship that this salah allowed Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to bear, we will most definitely be able to bear and withstand any difficulty and any hardship that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts in front of us, that we will have to go through. That difficulty which were, and, 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 and hardship that was removed from the chest of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with this gift of salah, my dear brothers, it is far more difficult than any hardship that we will have to go through. Guaranteed that if you have to read our five times salah with jamaat in the masjid, we will be able to withstand any difficulty and any hardship. Which is why if you look at the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and look at the life of the sahaba radiallahu ta'ala after that. Kana Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam idha hazabahu amrun fazi'ayin as-salah. That when any matter perturbed Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would emerge immediately hasten towards salah. When there would be dark clouds forming, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would run towards salah. When there is an eclipse taking place, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, there is an eclipse for the eclipse of the moon and the sun, salat al-khusuf al-khusuf. In fact, even during the battle, وَإِذَا كُنْتَ فِيهِمْ فَأَقَمْتَ لَهُمُ الصَّلَاةَ فَلْتَقُمْ طَعَيْفَةٌ مِّنْهُمْ مَعَكَ وَلْيَأْخُذُوا أَسْلِحَتَهُمْ One masla of salah that is found directly from the Qur'an al-Kareem was how to read salah with jamaat when the enemy, when there is an imminent danger of an enemy in front of you. Even at that point, Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala who were not asked to leave salah, but rather they had to adapt the salah, but still read salah in that condition. This salah was a means of consolation and they understood. They wanted to read salah with jamaat with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They were not worried about the enemy. They understood what was it, what was it in salah, in salah with jamaat. To the extent that Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, after being stabbed by the accursed, such wound as well was afflicted in salah. Whilst Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala who was performing salah. And the, and the wound that was afflicted to him caused blush to anything that he consumed would immediately come out from that wound. 
Hazrat Umar radiallahu despite being a person who even shaitan was afraid of, he could not withstand the pain of this, of this wound and he used to lapse into unconsciousness. But when he used to regain consciousness, at times even Sahaba radiallahu who were around him used to understand his concern for salah, they used to get him up from that state of unconsciousness for salah. And he would continue to say, he would ask for his wudu water, he would ask for his miswak, and he would make wudu, use the miswak, and he would perform his salah. And he used to say that, I used to hear Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying, لا سهم في الإسلام لمن لا صلاة له That there is no portion in deen for that person who does not have his salah. Who is saying this? The person who, with regards to whom Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, لو كان بعدي نبيا لكان عمر if after Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam there had to be there, uh, there would be a Nabi there would have been Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu yet despite that Basharat in one sitting Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned that Abu Bakr fil jannah Umar fil jannah Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu is in jannah and Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu is guaranteed jannah i'amalu ma shi'idun kul ufartu lakum at one, one stage they granted Basharat that do whatever you want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has forgiven you if you have missed salah in that state there would have been no repercussion on his akhirat. But he understood what was it in salah and what was the legacy that he had to leave behind for the zulmat. Even Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in his last few moments, Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha mentions, Hazrat Umm Salama radiallahu ta'ala anha mentions, one of the wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, she mentions that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in his last moments until he could not speak any further he used to continuously say As-salah, as-salah wa ma malakat imanukum Subhanahu wa ta'ala with regards to your salah Umar ummat fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with regards to your salah and Umar ummat fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with regards to your, your subordinates The dying concern of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was for this ummat to understand the value of salah the way this command of salah was given to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was unlike any other command. Yet my dear brothers, Alhamdulillah the masjid is full now for Jumu'ah salah. But the very next salah, where is the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant me firstly the understanding of this gift of salah. It is not a burden, but it is a gift which will help us to overcome any difficulty. وَاسْتَعِيدَ أَيُّهُ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اسْتَعِيدُوا بِالصَّمْرِ وَالصَّلَةِ That you want the assistance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Definitely we are going through very difficult times. Financially, economically, <coughs> things are not easy. But my dear brothers, we seek the assistance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through sabr. What is the meaning of sabr? Through the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And seek the assistance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through salah. This is the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَأْمُرْ أَهْلَكَ بِالصَّلَاةِ وَاسْتَبِرْ عَلَيْهَا لَا نَسْأَلُكَ رِزْقَ نَحْنُ نَرْزُقُكَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not only gives us the command of salah, but commands us to command our family with salah. And to remain steadfast in this. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لَا نَسْأَلُكَ رِزْقَ نَحْنُ نَرْزُقُكَ the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not ask us of sustenance. The first thing that will, that, will, uh, uh, that, that will take us away from salah, that will cause us to digress from salah, that will distract us from salah, will be the pursuit of sustenance. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not ask us to seek sustenance. That is in its place after the other farayat of deen. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will provide for you. 
Programs are not for, bayans are not for just merely listening to. That incidences that took place in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was not as a means of storytelling. Not for us to gain entertainment from the, wow, what a marvelous journey Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went for. But for us to understand that what was the, the reason for these incidences taking place and what was the lesson behind it. And the lesson of the night of Mi'raj, my dear brothers, is that salah is not a burden but rather it is a consolation a means of us conversing with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala drawing directly from the treasures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the means by which we will be able to overcome any difficulty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives all the tawfiq of understanding wa'afir da'wa ala alhamdulillah